Welcome to the Flow Road Podcast. This is Edgar Otraves. On today's episode, we'll be talking about the show alone with Not My Cousin Dan. Hope you enjoy. We had fun. If you want to support the podcast, head on over to shop.theflowroadpodcast.com. Again, that's shop.theflowroadpodcast.com. Now on with the show. Welcome to the Floral Podcast. Uh, this is Edgar Otraves, and today my co-host will be not my cousin Dan. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, so uh, today we're going to be talking about the Alone uh, documentary series on Netflix. I've been watching yeah. uh, season six, right? Yeah. And yeah. I and you recommended this. So- so here's, I fell backwards into that thing. Cause like mm-hmm. when you, when I read, and it could just be that I'm an idiot. I think we, we established that I'm an idiot on the last podcast pretty well. Well, well I think, and, I think, I think we established that everyone so far has been <laughs> idiots. I love you all. I love all my hosts, my co-hosts, <laughs> but we're all dummies. Just yeah. people don't pay attention to us. I'm trying to <laughs> cancel but, us. So like I read the description on Netflix for it and I thought I didn't, I thought it was like some kind of like, like sci-fi horror series. Right. Oh, okay. Where like, cause like I read the description and I'm thinking like, wait a second. So like these guys get, I, I thought it was like some sh- going to be some sci-fi show <laughs> about <laughs> like people, people getting hunted in the wilderness by like predator or something like that, you know, wow. or, 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 or like the, uh, uh, God, I can't read. It was like my favorite creature, the, the goat sucker. What? I can't remember. Oh, the, the chupacabras. The chupacabra. It's like my favorite. <laughs> I thought, I thought it was going to be this show about like people getting hunted by the chupacabra. You know? <laughs> And so I start watching it, and and it's this. <laughs> I want to watch that show now. <laughs> and, you know, like me too, right? Like, you know. So I start watching it, and I, you know, you figure out right away, like, oh, this is like a reality documentary series type of show, mm. and it's you know, sort of like Survivor, but not like because Survivor is like a game show on an island. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, right? this is this is a and, game show too, but it's a little yeah, different. It, well, it's a game show, but it's not like there there aren't challenges or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just like we are going to drop you off on for in in the middle of Canada, yeah. like in the in the Arctic Circle. Yeah, yes. We're we're going to drop you off. Then you're you're all going to be so far apart that you you can't possibly find each other. Mm-hmm. And you get to pick 10 things to bring with you. Okay. And we're, we're, you get to pick 10 things. We're going to give you like a tarp (laughs) and some cameras (laughs) and whichever one of you survives longest wins $500,000. And it's just like, so so I got sucked into it really quickly because it's nuts. It is nuts. Absolutely nuts. Okay. So here, let me, let me tell you how, how you, you told me about it. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'll try it out. And um, I, I, I don't think you even told me what it was about. I think you just told me the show was alone. So it took me a little bit to find it, but you said it was a series. So that narrowed it down significantly yeah. because there's, I think, plenty of movies named Alone. Yeah. 
But um, so I went in and started watching it. And I'm like, well, I wonder what this is. I thought I thought it was from looking at it. I thought it was like some kind of sci-fi drama. So yeah, you know, like yeah. So we're both the same kind of idiot. Okay. <laughs> yes. Either like, that or the Netflix description of it is just that off base. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, the other thing too is it's like I, I, I'm horrible with like the, the blurb reading because I read and I, I skim it and I'm like, oh, it's sci-fi. You know, like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, don't know, I don't know what what in the description made me think it's some kind of sci-fi drama, but that's what I thought. I thought it was like like some post-apocalyptic Right. Scenario, you know, but it's not, it's, it's real. Like every bit of it is, is real. So, um, uh, like I start watching and I'm like, Oh, it's just one of these, um, uh, you know, uh, survivor man series or like they drop them off in the wilderness, like cold and alone or, uh, naked and yeah. Naked whatever. and afraid. Or, afraid. Yeah. 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 I thought it was a little yeah. bit like that. So I start watching. And so like they, the, the first episode, they go through, a few of the contestants and they give you a little backstory, but they don't introduce exactly everybody. Yeah. Right. That, that I thought that was the more I watched of it. Right. The more I thought that was really cool where like the first episode, they show you four people. Yes. And and you know that there are 10 people, but they're only talking about four. Yes. And you don't even meet the rest of the people until like the second and third episode. Yes. You know? And then, And, and I actually thought that was really cool. I thought that was great too because you, the the first inclination with that kind of reveal of the cast would be to think that oh one of you know like these guys are going to be the first to go and it's not exactly that like right. yes one of them will go yeah but not all of them like I think I think some of the people that they introduced first is still there you know yeah. and, and I'm into like the, I think the sixth episode but um but uh right in the right in the beginning. Uh, the if, spoiler alert, uh, one of the one of the dudes breaks his leg. Right. Yeah. And, the very first episode, and that poor dude. Oh my God, oh. Tim. His name was Tim. Tim Backus. Yes. And, and you know they give you like this as they're introducing. They give you this brief background of who mm-hmm. these people are, where they come from, and why they think they can do this. Yes. You know, I I'm willing to bet there are a lot of idiots out there who think like oh yeah you know i could go and sleep under a tarp and live off the land and you know yeah. i'd be fine and it's like no nah. no like nah. it's it's and it's really fucking hard it's it, really yeah really crazy hard and like you watch shows like i don't know about you when mm-hmm. i was watching this show and i start thinking about like you know at some point this is the way that people lived yes you know yeah and it's like it's amazing it's a miracle that there is a human race. Right? <laughs> yeah, we are right. so frail. Yeah. We are, we are so easy to break. Yes. Yes. You know? And and, but and the, go ahead. No, go go ahead. Good. Well, today and today with modern science and medicine and all that stuff, we have surgeons, we have people that can fix us. Yes. That dude, that dude in the past would have gotten his fucking leg amputated. Yes. Exactly. He or you know, he just would have died. Or he He's alone. Died. He's alone and he broke his leg and he can't walk because apparently the break was bad enough where he, like, he couldn't even like hop along, you know? Mm-hmm. He would have just laid there and died. That's yeah. what would have happened, right? Yeah. Because he's alone. Yes. And, and I, the most interesting thing about that guy is that he was 
he was the most confident and he made yes. me believe that he would be one of the, and I still kind of think this, like, I think he oh, had a dude. pretty good chance. I do also. too. I think that that guy seemed really, really competent, you mm-hmm. know? And then he break like four days in. And so like 15 minutes into the first episode or something like that. Yeah. This dude breaks his leg and he breaks his leg like right after he's they like when they spliced that in is right after he's like, I gained 80 pounds to be like, I gained 80 pounds so that I could last a long time so that I had a lot of like fat reserves so that I could outlast the other competitors. Boom. Breaks his leg. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. And then like, I felt really bad because you know, I'm 41 and we've, you and I have discussed this a lot. Mm -hmm losing getting fit when you're 41 losing weight just losing weight not even like working out getting fit like building muscle losing weight is like impossible yeah and this poor dude is 55 years old and he spent like six months putting on 80 pounds and now he's got a broken leg and he's got to go back home he lasted four days four days poor guy man yeah the the other thing too is like like that extra weight probably was what did him in he it was a good strategy if his body could could mean could keep up with the with the weight like could actually carry his weight but the dude threw up like he broke his leg and he was like and i'm like oh shit this is yes. this must have been a bad this is break. real yeah. this is real yeah, yeah this is not this is not fake there's no. no no and that's like i've never i've never broken a bone but like i've i've been around i've hurt myself badly enough where like i've never thrown up from pain uh-huh. but i've like i've hurt myself badly enough where i've had the oh oh Ugh. like you you get nauseous right yeah and i have witnessed like my uh friend of mine dislocated his shoulder like and i was there to witness it like he dislocated his shoulder he just started puking like (laughs) you know (laughs) and in the moment it seems so weird but it's like no serious pain will do that to you and like yeah they're showing it the guy's like puke well yeah it it was it wasn't on camera i think but you you heard him yeah you know you, you heard him like I think you saw some like you know stuff yeah. on his face too. Yeah. And I, I I like when when I when he hurt his leg and he's talking about the pain and stuff like that, and then he started throwing up and I'm like, oh that fucking that fucking dude's broken. Whatever yeah, it is, that's it. That's yeah. it. He's going home. And yeah. I'm and, and I was like, and I still didn't know what happens when you when you're when you essentially tap out, is how they call right. it. Uh which I, I find kind of humorous. Uh, just because, well, you know, not humorous, but kind of cool that they use that kind of language. But anyway, yeah. Uh, uh, but he, he, so I'm like, what happens to this guy now, right? So he pops off the phone and he calls and he says, I'm tapping out. And I'm like, what? They can, they can fucking do that? Like, wow, you know? Yeah. Like, thank God, because otherwise that guy would be fucking dead. Dead. He would die. He There's would no fucking, question about that. Yeah. He would, he would die. He would die. And Some fucking wolf. Or some fucking uh, Wolverine or some Sasquatch or something would fucking eat his ass. Yeah, yeah, right. And, uh, well, so you said you're like episode six, right? Yeah, so at this point, the last thing I saw, the last thing I saw was uh, the dude who captured an elk. Yeah. He, uh, 
That was insane, by that was, the way. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, that was that was super awesome. And then how he like how he gutted it and all that shit was cool. Uh, and then he carried a bunch of that shit back, and it's heavy. But I, I think um, he was the same guy who got attacked by the bear, right? Like the bear, not attacked by the bear, but the bear came around his camp. Oh yeah, and so, and he, so he put out like the trip wires so that he could yeah. hear him. Yeah, and that's and then, how he that's how he heard the elk. Yeah, and so but he also like like what I found real cool because I was thinking like oh shit like what's gonna fucking happen to this guy like. You know, he can phone for somebody, but they ain't going to get to his ass in time to fucking rescue right. him from a bear, right? Right. So what I didn't know is that they probably give them, like, aside from the 10 things or whatever that they get to pick, they probably give them some kind of survival kit that helps them against right. animals. So, like yeah, they get, they get, like, everybody gets, like, a kit of, like, emergency stuff, right? Okay. So they get a can of bear spray. Mm. They get an air horn. Yeah. They get a tarp, you know? Mm -hmm. And then, and I don't know that they get too much more than that other than like the stuff, the 10 things they're allowed to bring with them. Mm -hmm. You know, they're allowed to bring the clothes that they want with them, but like there's a limitation on the clothes that you're allowed to bring. And yeah, well, there's, so in one of the earlier seasons, uh, like season one or season two, there's a guy who's like in his shelter and they they're they're literally like like bears just patrolling around his shelter Ooh. and he and and he calls on the phone and it takes them three and a half hours to come and get him <laughs> and so he's just sitting there in his shelter sitting like, on himself yeah like blasting <laughs> his air horn um, and you know spraying bear spray every once in a while and like just basically like three and a half hours be, being patrolled by bears you know but so like this one uh, that's man, a fucking that's a fucking real nightmare that is a real it, fucking it horror story those things are yeah. monsters yeah well and like i don't want to spoil too much of it right uh-huh. for you right uh-huh. but but like the whole so like yeah you have the security blanket you're there to win five hundred thousand dollars and you're there to last as long as you can and these people like it ain't survivor it ain't oh you know you're gonna last 15 days no these people are going 77 days 87 you know months months of time they're doing this months you know and so like, yeah, you have that security blanket where you can grab your satellite phone and hit the emergency button and tap mm-hmm. out. Right. But that means that you, you're not going to win. Right? Yeah. That means you're not going to make it. And then, but, but like time, like what, what it keeps coming down to is a lot of these people, when they tap out the, you know, they're, they're literally starving to death, yeah. you know? Yeah, no, it's they, serious. And and they, and they, a lot of them say the same thing. Like, man, I want to win five hundred thousand dollars, but I don't want to die. Yeah, trying to do that, you know. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, yeah, it's it's crazy. Well, here's the here's the interesting thing that I found about all of them. Like, because the let me see. So far, if I remember correctly, 
there's been a couple of people who got sick, yeah. right? Uh, there was one dude who was like dehydrated and he had, and he had poisoned himself. I think he had eaten something bad and, and uh, he was worried about his heart. So that guy, Oh yeah, that guy, I wanted to talk about that guy, Donnie. Yeah. The character is Donnie. And he's like a former Green Beret or something like that. Something like that. But he he's, had a heart problem. He's 38 years old and he had, this guy had a heart attack and he comes and does this. Yeah. Are you, and, and yeah, he, um, he basically gave himself, you know, food poisoning. Yeah. Uh, and that's over and over again. I think that's the thing that struck me the most about this show mm -hmm. because like, I was an outdoorsy kid. I was in the Boy Scouts and we did all the, you know, I did the wilderness survival mm -hmm. uh, stuff. And I didn't have any kind of illusions about like, oh, I could do this. Fuck no, this is crazy, right? Yeah. But like, it's interesting, right? It's interesting because like I see these people doing a lot of these things that I learned about as a kid, you know? But then over and over, you see, uh, exactly what you were saying like how delicate people are mm -hmm. it doesn't take much like you can go and you can do everything right and you can boil your water and you can you can cook the ever-living snot out of everything that you're you're eating you just cook it until it's until it's charred mm -hmm. and you're you'll still get you know giardia or parasites mm -hmm. or some kind of bacterial infection yeah you know and that guy's like a good example of that. Cause he was that guy again, like, I don't know about you. I'm watching that guy. Like this guy could win, you yeah. know, this guy, this guy knows what he's doing. Yeah. And then the next thing, you know, he's, Oh, I, I ate something I shouldn't have eaten. And yeah. now I'm literally crippled. He literally crippled. He couldn't I, move. I think he ate the muskrat. I think that's what he ate. Trying he, to remember or a field mouse or something. It was a rodent. And I'm like, ew. Like, in my mind, already, I'm like, ew, it's a mouse. Yeah. It's a rat. It's a rodent. I'm like, why are you eating that? But, you know, I was just like, I also checked myself and realized, oh, shit, you know, I am such a pansy. Like, there is no <laughs> way. Yeah. There is well, no he, way I'm going to be able to eat some of the things yeah. these fucking motherfuckers are eating. Right. Or, but, and then you like, he's eating that because it'll say, like, in the subtitles, he's eating that because he hasn't eaten in six days yeah you know yeah well like, uh, so so here's the interesting thing that i think uh, i really like about the show is that there's these little subtitles the whole time as things are going you know like they say oh you know uh the muskrat has you know 30 grams of protein <laughs> yeah it can be right. very filling <laughs> uh some muskrats uh have parasites in their belly you know or whatever and like there's always these little info oh, bites because is that the one he like found it dead he didn't kill it he like found it no he he sh i think he shot an arrow through a bunch of like um uh, through a bunch of leaves okay and he hit it with the arrow and then he was like oh i caught it right he dug into the into the into the leaves or whatever or the bush and he pulled it out and i was like wow you know like how did he figure out that that, like, how did he, like, because I was watching, I didn't see no mouse. I don't yeah. know how he stuck it through there. Like, he must have been, like, looking at the leaves, seeing how the leaves move. 
and listening because he yeah. stuck it. He, I, he must have been like, I don't know, like five feet away from actual contact, right? So he was close to it. So when he shot it through there, I was amazed that he even hit it because you can't, you can't see it, right? Yeah. So when he pulled it out, it did seem like what you're saying, like it, he just picked it up if it was already, like it was already dead or something. And I had that same thought. I was like, was that thing already dead? You know, like, I don't think so. I think he actually shot it. But yeah, but but whatever the case, like, he just didn't cook it enough. You know, yeah, he just didn't or he didn't clean it properly or whatever. And it's just like that's it goes to show like you can you can do everything as close to right. And yeah, guess what? Yeah, you're you're a modern human. You're not built for this. No, you're not. You're not like the the wilderness does not want you there no no it wants to eat you yeah it it, yeah yeah yeah. it 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 wants to eat you it wants you to die (laughs) Uh, it's it's crazy yeah so the guy jordan is the guy who shot the moose or the moose or the elk or or whatever yes 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 jordan and that guy is fascinating because like the backstory on that guy is he just up and went to live with these nomads in Siberia. Yeah. And like, that's where he learned all of his survival skills. And, you know, that guy from the very beginning of the show, I feel like I'm watching that guy. I was like, Oh, this guy's, this guy's going to do it, you know, because this guy is just hard. Yeah. You know, and he's funny too. He's very funny, bro. He, you know who he reminds me of? He reminds me of fucking of Bill Murray in the uh, Caddyshack movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, come on, yeah. go for it. Go for it. Yeah. He like talks just like that. And I'm like, how the fuck did Bill Murray know a guy like this existed? <laughs> Are there more of these people? It was yeah. so, it was like, it was like one of these weird things where it's like, oh my God, Bill Murray didn't just make this person up. He, 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 he knew found, this guy. He knew, <laughs> he knew that there was guys like this. Yeah. And, and now this guy, the guy, the tribe of these people, one of the representatives is on this on, <laughs> fucking on show. this show. Is on this fucking show. Yeah. Because he sounds just like Bill Murray. He yeah. Sounds, he talks just like Bill Murray in that motherfucking Caddyshack movie. Yeah. But, uh, but he is, but he is, he's like, he's funny. And I don't know if sometimes he's funny on purpose, but mostly he's kind of really he's eccentric. Just a, he's just a goof. He's, he's like really, a goofball. Yeah. He's really goofy, but he's a badass goofy guy. Well, and that's the thing. Like, so like I'm watching from the beginning and it's like, you're trying to put your finger on, okay, who belongs here and who doesn't. Mm. And you know, there, there are people who just don't. Yeah. Right. There are people who right off the bat, it's like, okay, they might have the skills, but they're not going to last. You know, yeah. this guy from the first moment where like they're introducing him and they're showing him like building his shelter and his shelter is like, I would want to live in that, you know, <laughs> like it was like, he's just, and, and it doesn't even look, it, it never until the later episodes, which I don't think you've seen yet, mm. it never even looks like he's having a hard time. Like he, the whole time, it's just like, yeah, you know, oh, I didn't get as many rabbits today as I thought I was going to, but I have the moose, so I'm okay. You yeah. Know? He like, is, 
Yeah, he is he is having he is having a good time out there. Yeah, he's just having the time of his life. <laughs> you know. And meanwhile, you got these poor guys like like Ray, who yeah. I actually really liked. Ray is I think the the uh guy with the dreadlocks. Oh, the black dude, yeah. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Um I really I actually, liked him too. I really, I really liked him. I really liked that guy. But I mean, here's a guy who's like, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, he's he's getting things to eat, but he's not getting any protein. He's not getting any animals. And finally, like, he just gives up. Yeah. And, and you can't even, you can't do, that's the thing. When, when the people tap out on this show, at least in this season, when people tap out, you can't even be like pussy. No, yeah. like, no. Okay, dude broke his leg. Yes, dude. Dude is crippled from whatever he ate, and literally crippled. The guy couldn't walk properly. Yeah. yeah, Like his his gut was hurting so bad he couldn't stand. And then Ray hasn't eaten. I think I think I could have it wrong, but he like he made it nineteen days, and he taps out, and it's like, it's been like. 15 days since he's eaten protein. Yeah. And, and it's just like, yeah, I, I would tap out too. That, you know, you know, you know, what's funny is it's like, I had a thought about that today. Cause I've been, I've been running every day. Right. Yeah. And now that I'm running every day, I'm expending more, more calories, you know, obviously, but like, I'm also doing intermittent fasting yeah. But I'm not watching my diet. Like I'm just eating. <laughs> I'm eating yeah. whatever I can eat only because, you know, currently with the COVID and the quarantining and all that stuff, uh, where my base, my wife is not making as you know any money at all. So we're all living on my check. Right. Yeah. So with that said, uh, we're, we're eating what we can get. Right. But I'm still exercising. So I'm just eating whatever I can. I'm doing intermittent fasting and to try to help keep it all in check along with the jogging. Now I'm trying to do 16 hours fasting, eight hours eating. Okay. Yeah. Today I woke up and I was fucking ravenous, ravenous. I was contemplating what my child would taste like if I just added a little salt on them. The one that really gives me a, a headache, you know, this, my son, you know, like, hmm, if I put a little salt on him, you know, be good. Yeah. I bet he tastes real good. You know, no, but like I was sitting there, like it was like, I couldn't make, you know, I'm so, I was supposed to make it to 12. I couldn't make it. I was starving. And, um, I can, and that's me on just one fucking day. Yeah. These, these people yeah. are not eating every day. Right. Yeah. Can you imagine? Cause these, a couple of these folks, and again, I keep telling there are other seasons. There's another season in particular where one of the contestants just like makes this series of really stupid decisions and he just like stops eating. Right. And like what he, what he does, he starts stockpiling food. Like he's got this massive stockpile of food. Yeah. But he's like, but I can only eat a little bit of this every day because that food has to last me. You know, what if I have to go a hundred days? So that's what the stockpile is for. Meanwhile, it, it's like the most painful thing. The guy's name is Dave. And I think it, it's season three. 
season two or season three. Mm-hmm. And the whole time you're just watching this guy turn into a walking corpse because oh, he's just crazy. losing so much weight, you know? Yeah. He, he lost like 30, 30% of his body weight and he wasn't big to begin with. Yeah. You know? And, uh, and you're just watching him and, it, and it's like, why aren't you eating? Like you have all this food. Why aren't you eating? You know? Yeah. And you're like, please. You, and, and you're getting invested in it. You're like, please, please just eat, yeah. please. And then finally, you know, they do the med medical checks and finally they have a med check with him and they're like, dude, we have to evacuate you. You're, you're literally dying. Like they took his blood. He didn't, and he didn't even know, like he had no self-awareness of how far he had gone. You know, that's fucking crazy. And like he, and they tell him that he, they're going to have to medically evacuate him. And he's like, no, I'm fine. I have food. I have plenty of food. But the thing is, you, you don't have enough food to gain back the strength that you've lost. Like oh. you would literally have to eat all of that just to get back to a point where you could stay here, you know? Yeah. And it's also like they took his blood pressure. It was like 80 over 60. Dude, that's like you're like one step away from just keeling over and dying, you know? Fuck. And, and so imagine like waking up because it's got to be ever present for some of these people mm -hmm. waking up like that, waking up in the morning, just ravenous to the point where you're like thinking about eating your son. <laughs> right. Yeah. And having nothing, there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. There's, you, there's not, you can't even like suck on an ice cube, you know, yeah. you got nothing. You got nothing. You got nothing unless today you find something in your snare or you find something in, you know, you catch a fish, right? Like, no, you got nothing. You can start eating moss, you know, mm -hmm. and there's one guy, I don't know if it's by, by episode six, but one of these guys, like, he's having a hard time getting food and then he just comes back with all this moss. Oh man. And, and he's like, I know I can eat this. Like he cleans it and he, he like kind of roasts it over the fire, like dries it out a little bit. Yeah. Or he, or he, he boils it and then he dries it out. And he's like, I know I can eat this. I know it's, it's going to give me like carbs and maybe some vitamins but the problem isn't carbs and vitamins. Like the problem is you need protein, dude. Yeah. You know, but he's so desperate because yeah. he's not catching any animals. He's not catching any fish and there's moss everywhere. So he just starts eating moss. There was this one. So like going back to the guy with the dreads. Yeah. He went, by the time he leaves, he had already thinned out quite a bit oh yeah well and his face his man, face was really slimmed up that is like, the most striking thing because these people i mean they they immediately start slimming down because yeah. there's just you know the forest may seem like this lush verdant place with uh uh abundant food right yeah. but it's, you gotta catch that not, yeah. you have to catch that stuff yeah and and that stuff knows how you smell yeah. And they can smell you half a mile away. And so they're going to stay away. And the only things that are going to come close to you are the things that you don't want to deal with. Yeah. 
you know? And that's why I find that that one fucking Caddyshack guy, that's Jordan. why I, Jordan, yeah. that's why I can't, I can't help it. I can't help but think of him other than Caddyshack. But that's why that guy, that guy's catch of that moose or elk or whatever yeah. you call it, that's why it's so amazing to me because yeah. he was doing it with like a regular, like, like a bow and arrow, like a bow and arrow, not like a, like a freaking crazy fancy right. bow. It was like a simple bow. Yep. And, and you know, this is me not, not knowing how to talk about bow and arrows, but, <laughs> but, but he, I mean, he might as well be, you know, he might as well have been like a native American shooting that thing, you know, from the, sure. Because he and was I mean, like, it's, it's a, it was a modern recurve bow, right? Uh-huh. But it's not a compound bow. It's not, it's not a compound. Of, it's not the kind of bow that people use to hunt big game. Yeah. Right. You he know? got, and he got up on that thing. Super yeah. duper close. Yeah. Like super duper close. I'm like, how is that fucking animal not smelling you, not seeing you and not trampling your ass? Right. Yeah. It was, I thought that was probably the most then, amazing part of the show. And then, well, and so he gets up right on close because he set up the like trip wires that would like make that he like found some tin cans. Yeah. Yeah. And he set up the trip wires so that if anything came through his camp that would alert him. And that's what happened. This moose just kind of stumbled through his camp and he heard it set the, the little trip wire off. Yeah. And so he runs out there and it's like in his underwear, right? <laughs> like he yeah, runs that's out right. There. He was. He runs out there in his underwear with his bow and he's like, there it is. And he gets the shot. And then the moose runs off because it's a moose, right? Yeah. Yeah, and he track and he tracks the moose down and waits for three and a half hours for it to die. Yeah, hardcore. That Just dude, the this, baddest dude. The this that dude. The baddest, baddest. And dude. actually, so it was him. I had it like pegged. So I liked Ray a lot. Ray is the guy with the dreadlocks. Mm-hmm. You know, I liked him a lot. I just kind of i I got a kick out of him, and you know, he just wasn't either as good or as lucky at getting food as some mm-hmm. of these other folks. But Jordan, and then there was the guy, Brady. Brady Nichols, who was like, um, what was he? He was the, the SEER trainer for the, the Air Force. Like he, his whole job was training Air Force pilots. Like if you get shot down, mm-hmm. here is how you survive. Here's how you escape or it's seer is survive, evade. Uh, I can't remember what the R is for. And then E is for escape, right? Mm-hmm. It's survival training. Yeah. That's his whole job. And that guy was doing really, really good too. Right. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, uh, it was like the whole time I'm watching is like between him and Jordan, like who is going to win? Yeah. Cause these are these, neither of those guys are having a hard time. Right. Is that the guy who just that got old. lonely and left? And he got, he's like, I miss my wife, so I'm out. And, and it, like, man, it, it kind of broke my heart because, like, here's this, that guy, he's saying, he's like, I've got at least a week's worth of food. And he's another one. His shelter was like, man, I would like Airbnb that thing. Like, <laughs> it, you know? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, he's got this shelter. He's just like not having a hard time at all, you know? And he gets lonely, you know? Yeah, that's, that's, that's the one that 
I, I like that one bugs me a little bit because of all the contestants so far, I felt that that was that was the least uh, you know critical reason to leave. You know what I'm saying? Like like yeah. he 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 probably could have stuck it out a little longer, but but the loneliness factor, like he just got well, lonely. It wasn't and just I mean, that that's he, the name of the show, alone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And like, look, he, so he spent a month out there and he did he, it, it from everything we saw is like, he didn't even have a moment of a hard time. No, just he, like Jordan, just, just like Bill Murray yeah. had no trouble. I think he got, and then little... he just like, you know what? I miss my wife. And I like, you almost can't be mad at him because it's well, like, yeah, you've been completely alone for a month. Yeah. Like I, I don't blame him. Like, I don't, I don't. Like I, I, like mentally, I think he should have stuck it out a little longer, because he was doing so well. Yeah. But when he called, just because he was lonely, I was like, "Fuck!" But I mean, also, it just goes to show you how, how fucking devastating, like loneliness can be. Yeah. You know, you don't, you know, like, uh, and and just not to not to veer off topic, but just the fact that you know at least in the united states there's a loneliness epidemic happening and and things and and or in japan too like i've I've read all these stories about like you know old uh, retirees who just kind of get shut off and then they just they basically like die of loneliness they die of being poor but they die of loneliness they just yeah die and nobody finds out about it for months you know uh, or like there, there's like the um there's a name for it too like the japanese kids they're yes. like teenagers yeah who just like shut themselves off from society mm-hmm. and like end up committing suicide or again just basically dying of loneliness because yeah. there's nobody to take care of them and they don't know how to take care of themselves yeah and it's just like it this show just really kind of pins in on that. Like being alone can mess with your head. Yeah. You know, there, and that's the other thing I was going to say, like they're getting a little wacky. Yes. Some of the jokes are a little weird. Yeah. Like they're making a little weird jokes and stuff. And, and so it's a little, a little weird to, to see how they behave in front of the camera. But I have to say one thing I did want to say also is at least at this point, not a single one of the ladies have left yet. It's all been yeah, dudes. It's impressive. It's impressive, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's all been dudes. The women yeah. have been really smart. They're not going for the big game. They're going for yep. a bunch of snares, a lot of fishing. They're yep. trying to do all that stuff. But also, like, I think, I can't remember who it was this time, but today, uh, well, I, I, I watched it, you know, before we got on. But, like, today I saw uh, one of the ladies catch a rabbit. And talking about oh I caught a hair etc yeah and she just starts bawling right yeah. she was so fucking happy to right. catch food and and I almost started bawling I'm like oh my god she yeah. food oh. right yeah. It, because, right yeah and, and she was, she's literally starving right she's starving and she is so grateful yeah. and 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 this is this is where I start thinking like this is why the Native Americans had such an appreciation for nature. Because yep. you get to a point where you're starving and you're thinking the gods. Like I could see her 
like when she think she was thinking everything like mother nature the world everything and i was right there with her i was like yes think nature yeah. think think uh the gods the sun god everything everything that made it possible for you to have that yeah right you know? and that was uh what was her name is a weird name uh wonia yes wonia was that and she's she's kind of you know a little bit of a hippie moon unit <laughs> but i dig that you know yeah like, I, I because they at, all at are my a little core, bit. Yeah. at my core i'm probably closer to that than anything else you know <laughs> and so like she and and she's got skills man yeah she's impressive she well all of these people in their own right are impressive people yes right? yes but i it's just like every moment i feel like even from like day one every moment of this show is just hammering home like this ain't easy if you think this is easy you're an insane person yeah and you know like I, I, like i all i keep thinking is like people people used to survive like this you know yeah and like granted i i think the one thing that that native americans and you know primitive uh races uh primitive peoples primitive, primitive peoples. cultures or primitive yeah. cultures I, I i i'm i'm digging myself a hole here and i don't want to do that primitive i, I know what you meant and yeah you know uh, primitive cultures like they probably figured out hundreds of thousands of years ago the secret to making it is not being alone yeah right and i think that's that's what the point of this show is like if you want to make it alone you can but it is gonna be awful yeah. you know um i i think i think that's a a really big um concept that is true for the human race just in general like even now with all our science and all our you know all the things that make life easy, all our comforts. We, we, are, we have evolved to be social creatures, right? Yeah. yeah. So um, even, if, even, if we have a, even if we don't need someone else to survive, we still need other people to survive just yeah. from, a, from a cognitive, you know, psychological yeah. you know, point, you know, perspective. But right. like, like, yeah, that woman that you're talking with, Nia, she's the one that does all the animal skin stuff, right? Yep. Yep. She is awesome. She is yeah. she is my favorite of the women, you know. Yeah. Because the first day on the on the show, when I saw well, the first time I saw her on the show, I, I think she didn't come in until like the second episode or something like that. She shows up in those animal skin pants that she's wearing. Yeah. That she sewed, probably put together herself. Right. Yep. She already lived on her own. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm thinking, wow, this chick is probably going to live, probably going to make it all the way to the end. Like, I have a lot of people that I'm thinking is going to, don't tell me. because no, I'm, I'm not going to spoil it. I don't know who's left by, by episode six. Okay, all the women are still there. We got Jordan, the guy that we were talking about who got lonely. He just left. Okay. Um, uh, and Barry. Barry, kind of like the, the big dude, bleached hair. 
Hmm. Yeah, he's still there. Yeah. He's still there. Uh, I don't know who else is still there. I know that the um, the old dude got, you know, who broke his leg is gone. The dude with the dreadlocks, the dude with the heart attack almost, or the bad ticker. Um, the dude who got lonely. Those are the three people, the four people that- Four people. Left. Yeah. So six people. There's Jordan and Nathan, the guy with the, the that's the one, the one guy, everybody else kind of like, compared to that guy kind of pissed me off a little bit because Nathan is the guy, the one guy who thought, Oh, I should bring a, a, a net with me. I should bring a gill net to catch fish. <laughs> like why is he the only guy who thought of that? You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. But now that guy also almost poisoned himself off the show too. Was he the one who had the, He's like, uh slurping up the fish eggs yes yes out of the, out of the dead fish that's in his net like but, but I, that, and like i'm watching him do that i'm like you okay we already saw one dude poison himself off the show and exactly. now we're see another one <laughs> but he made it through he made it through he like he had some poopies he took care of it he got out of his system and he was fine yeah but like uh but I, I think i think he's the guy who got dehydrated or is dehydrated right now and he's like trying to get some water. He's cramping up in the middle of the night. Yeah. Is that him? I think so. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but that, seeing, seeing him slurp up the fish eggs. Yeah. I was like, oh, dude. Like, yeah. I like fish eggs, but I like it in my sushi. And yeah. not so much, you know, right out of the fish. Well, and, you know, it would have been one thing if he'd have been doing, like, if the fish it was still alive right or or if or if he had just caught the fish and it was still alive and he had he had like was in the middle of cleaning it you know but that fish was dead man that fish was like in the net it was dead like dude i don't, I don't remember if it was dead no nah, it was totally dead it was totally dead by the time it he pulled was, it out he it was totally dead it was caught in the net and it had been who knows how long it had been in there you know and it's just like that's that is that is a bad decision yeah you know? i i was and it even said because uh, it was foreshadowing right you know in the little subtitles yeah yeah, where yeah, he's yeah. he's like starting to slurp up these eggs out of this dead fish yeah and it says while he's doing it the subtitle on the screen is is like Bacteria can start to proliferate in a dead animal <laughs> within 15 minutes of the animal dying. And it's like, okay, so he's going to get sick. <laughs> yeah. I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, he's going to get sick and he's going to get fucking, he's going to call in, he's going to tap out. Like I yeah. thought, like, is that what happens with this show? Everybody just gets sick and fucking leaves, you know? Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, but uh, it was interesting to see like I was saying about the, about the bear, because uh, the thing that, that uh, the one guy did was he found the, he had some kind of weird flare gun. So he shot the flare gun out the roof of his tent. The, I, I forgot his name, but the Bill Murray guy. He had a flare gun? He had some kind of weird gun that he shot or popped into the air. I don't know if it was a gun. Oh, or... no. Okay. They have, they have emergency flares. That yeah. They can use. Uh, okay. Yeah. And he shot that. He shot. To scare yeah. off something, right? He, sh he scared off the bear. Yeah. 
So the bear is around snorting around his, his doorway. And then he's, he popped up through a hole in his, in okay, his little... Okay, have you seen the episodes with that with Jordan and the Wolverines yet? No, but, they've been, but he's been tracking them. Dude. I don't know, does he have a fight or something with them? I wish, I'm not going to spoil it for you. I, 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 I'm not going to say anything else uh-huh. at, because at, I don't, don't want to spoil it. At this point, I think the Wolverines have been, I can't remember, but I think the Wolverines like have been... Stealing his food. They're like fucking with him or fucking with the with the with the girls. Like he they're they're wandering around and yeah. they're screwing him. Cause like one of the things that happened while that was happening to him, one of the ladies had something snorting around her her cabin or her cabin, her living arrangement thing and, yeah. and her tent. And so like uh so then I thought it was a bear. And so she followed it around. And I'm thinking, like, what the fuck are you doing following this thing? <laughs> yeah, right. You know? But she, she, she had to find out what it was. And I'm like, what if this thing gets the drop on you? You know? Yeah. Like, what if this thing just jumps out of nowhere, fucking eats you? You know? Yeah. Like, like she was tracking it. She was fucking tracking it. And she, she found out it was, like, I think a Wolverine. But, I'm, I mean, it's just, like, like, it's funny because I'm sitting there and I'm like, eyeballs peeled back and i'm yeah. like oh and, yeah. and, and 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 you know it, the fucking netflix does such a good job of you like clicking next click the next <laughs> one it's you know and uh i can't wait to find out who wins because uh oh dude so so the last four episodes i think it's 10 episodes yeah or 11 or something yeah 10, whatever it is dude it it gets it, not it's already intense right yeah but then it just gets intense because like the desperation the starvation uh winter starts to set in mm-hmm. you know and they're in the arctic circle right so like winter winter starts to set in and food gets more scarce and things start to get really desperate and some crazy like the last episodes are amazing Jesus Christ. And and then like Jordan just I'll keep watching. Jor- Jordan Jordan has some experiences with the Wolverines. That's all. <laughs> I can't, I can't wait. say I can't say more I can't without wait. spoiling it for you. Yeah. But like yeah. Uh and th- like the funniest thing about that guy is there's nothing about his persona. Like, he's a big guy. He's tall, but mm-hmm. he's not, like, beefy, you know? Yeah. He's just a tall, lanky guy. He's his goofball. Yeah. There is nothing about that guy where if you were to just, like, meet him and have a beer with him, you wouldn't walk away from that thinking, like, man, that guy is badass. Yeah. But as it turns out, that guy is badass. Yeah. Uh, you know? I, he's he's my favorite guy on the show. I, I I can't help but like all the contestants. Right? Yeah. I mean, there's some of them who are like, they have they have their personalities, and yeah. but also they're they're literally going crazy. Yeah. You're watching this, and they're going. They're they're starting to get crazy. You yeah. Know? Stuff's starting to happen. They're starting to. They're they're literally, like they're not just hungry. They're literally going into starvation. You know, right? Like. Their bodies are starting to turn against them. 
you know, nature is turning against them. Nature was always against them, but it's it now it's getting serious. Yeah, yeah. Nature, like from day one, nature was like, listen, I'm going to send you a couple of memos to remind you that you shouldn't be here. (laughs) And then, like after the episode that you said you just finished, like after episode six, it starts to turn into. Apparently, you didn't get the memos. Yeah. So shit's going to get real bad, you know? Mm-hmm. And then it just keeps going on, you know? Yeah. Like the, the people who make it through to the, to the, the, the longest, right? And, and it, it, it goes on a long time, right? The people who make it through the longest, like you're, you're just watching it. Like how? How are you still going? How? What? Where's it coming from? And it's like, yeah, I know $500,000 is a lot of money, but like you, you're dying. Mm-hmm. You are dying. You know? That's fucked up. That's fucking scary. And I get the sense. I don't know. Like these people who do this show, and it's not just this season. It's every season of this show. They are a different type of person yeah okay these are not just these aren't just people who did like a survival course or watch some bushcraft videos i get the sense that most of these people like yeah they want they want to win the money but that's not actually like their primary driving force i get the sense a lot of these people are there to see what they're capable of yeah you know, a lot more because, I mean, think about it. Even even if there wasn't the $500,000 prize, I think a lot of these people would be like, so you're giving me an excuse to go out in the woods and see how long I can survive. And, you know, I don't have to pay for it. I mm-hmm. just go do it. And I have emergency you know, backup in case something goes wrong. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, I would do that. Yeah. I would give it a shot. I know I I would last like maybe like five or six days at the most if I was lucky. Yeah. You know, Um, but I I don't even think I could last that long because I'm pretty sure I wouldn't be able to catch a goddamn thing. (laughs) And if I, and if I did, I wouldn't know what to do with it. Like I, I I don't know how to skin an animal or fucking open it up and, and, and yeah, I, 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 quote unquote know how like i've read the books i've I've seen pictures of how to do it but i've never done it yeah and i'm pretty sure if i did do it i would screw it up and like like poison the meat or something well like jordan did he yeah okay he cut he cut open the 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 stomach the stomach and it it almost ruined the whole kill yeah he ruined a bunch of the meat that's an interesting thing so that in the entire, I think they're going into the seventh season now. But in all six seasons, he's the only one who has ever got big game. Oh, interesting. Really? Yeah. And so, like, up until this season, and this is the first season that I watched. Yeah. Because this one's on Netflix. Yeah. And then I found out the other, either they added them to Hulu or whatever. And then, so I went back and watched the other seasons. And the other seasons are uh, 
So like, imagine if Jordan didn't get the moose, right? Yeah. You would just be watching all of them slowly starve to death. Mm. Like, like scrounging whatever they can scrounge, eating the, you know, catching mice and eating mice, you know, and surviving that way. Pure desperation. That's what all of the other seasons are like. Jesus all of Christ. the other seasons of the show, from day one, it just feels like you're watching people spiral deeper and deeper into desperation. Jesus Christ. It, so, like, this episode, this season felt a little different from the other seasons. It, it just did. But uh, I, I feel like from the, the seasons that I've, well, I've watched all of them at this point this season in particular season six these are like the the best contestants i think like really? these people are i think these are the the people who just came the best prepared to do this you yeah know? well yeah they're, they're very impressive people you know yeah. they just are yeah uh well, I mean, they've already, at this point, they've already had, we've already had like maybe three fires in the huts, you yeah. know? And so they had to, like, some of these, yeah. some of these people had to rebuild their huts right. at least once. And it's, it's like, I don't even know how to build the first hut. Like, I don't even know how to begin right. to build a hut. Yeah. And, and, and I'm, and I'm, I'm talking about like, like, can I build a hut? Sure. I can maybe cut some wood and stack it in a certain way so that it would, you know, protect me from the elements but these people know what they're doing like right. they're not they're right. not they're not stacking sticks like yeah. i would be they're fucking yeah. building and a legit hut and you know like if you start googling this show on the internet just like the the internet is just the grossest place on earth and it brings out it either brings out the worst in people or it gives the worst people easy access to be horrible, right? Yeah. And so from the moment that this show went on the air in season one, you have all these people, oh, it's fake. And, you know, they're never really that far away from anything and, mm -hmm. and whatnot. And, uh, and it's, all, it's all a scam and, and none of it's real. Bullshit. Bullshit. It's not real. Okay, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some of it where it's like they're drumming up dramatic effect with this or that. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, these people aren't getting paid anything, right? Yeah. So why the hell would any of them go and starve? Because you can look at them. They're not eating. Yeah. They're they're dropping weight like crazy, pretty and, fast. And so so like so you know you can come up with all of your conspiracy theories that you want, mm -hmm. but you know no, there's nobody volunteers to do this, not getting paid. What are they going to get out of it? Oh, maybe they get another hundred YouTube subscribers on their YouTube channel, whatever. You know? That doesn't necessarily mean dollar signs. No. So, so like you can, you can say all you want about like, they're, they're never actually all that remote or whatever. Well, but there are still rules in place, you know, even if they're not as remote 
you know, number one, they're definitely not in, in, in Grant Park, you know? Yeah. They're, they're not, they're not in Central Park in New York. They're, they're, they're remote compared to almost anywhere else on earth, you know? Yeah. And like even Wes Stroud, the guy, the survivor man guy, like got all snippy about this show saying it was fake. And it's like, Oh, that's too bad. What do you, what are you doing, dude? Yeah. Why would, why, why do you even care? Yeah. You know, but I don't know. Like I, the the things that these people go through, the starvation that they experience, nobody's just gonna do that to get their fifteen minutes of fame. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's it's nuts. It's it's um that's that's the thing about the internet though, man. It's just like the 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 anonymity of the internet allows people to be just fucking yeah. assholes and yeah. it's it's not and, and it's i mean it's a topic that's you know been discussed for you know you know since as long as the internet has been around exactly and yeah. it, it's just frustrating to see people behave in such a manner that they're so quick to shit on sure. everything yeah exactly and, and i just i hate that i and, hate that i hate that people cannot granted there are shows that is all it's all fake or it's all bullshit. Right. But can we not maybe appreciate something for what it's attempting well, to do? Yeah. Like what? Like, so your ability to shit on something makes you a more productive member of society somehow. You know? Yeah. I don't get that. Right. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't get that. Like, like why, why? It, does it validate your own shitty existence? Is that what it is? You, you, know? You, you know, it's it's crazy for me to see people do shit like that, especially for, for example, like with, uh, with athletes, you know, for example, uh, with the UFC or whoever. Oh, so-and-so got knocked out. You know, he should have done this. He should have. Motherfucker, let's see you do that. Like, yeah. Let's like, see you fucking train, yep. get to a weight, uh, that to show up at a fight and not just do it once, but do it enough so that you're looked upon as a professional among professionals yep. and get pulled into one of the biggest organizations that does this kind of thing. And, and let's see you fucking, you know, try to reach for the top. These, you know, some of these athletes are, or I shouldn't say the, the athletes in, in, for example, the UFC or major league baseball or the NFL or NBA, these are fucking top of the top food chain right motherfuckers yeah. like why do you where do you get off shitting on these people like these people yeah. are amazing people yeah. who are playing against other amazing people yeah. and your ass can't even shoot a fucking half court shot you know like where do you get off thinking that you have the right to like talk so much shit you know well, like yeah right like it it's bizarre and it's always struck me as bizarre like what what are you even getting out of this right yeah what are you what are you getting out of you know posting as your online persona to shit on something what what's the benefit to you yeah right and, and it's and and it's it's like the internet also gives people like this this ability to know absolutely nothing about anything but you can find it on Wikipedia so that you can 
you can convince yourself that you know something about it. It's weird. You know, you can convince yourself that you know enough about it. And then somehow like people make the leap from, I know nothing to, I know the little bit that I have been able to get out of five minutes of Google research to, I feel strongly about this. Right. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Like, like you, you have gone from knowing nothing about this to knowing a little bit about it to feeling very, very strongly like it is your core belief now. That's bizarre, man. And it and it's happening all over the place. And I, you know, I, I've, I've deleted Facebook off my, off my yeah. phone. I would do away with the uh, accounts altogether if I could get away from it but I still have to do some work through it. You know, like yeah. I do actual work with it, but I don't know. It's been a while where I, there's been a while where I would like, I want to leave Facebook, like not just Facebook, yeah. but a lot of these platforms, like I don't, I don't see a need for them. And, and uh, it, it's, yeah, I, I agree. And you know, one of the things that, that drives you crazy because now, you know, we're trying to get a podcast off the ground. You know, I'm a writer. I, I am a published writer. I have written many things, mm-hmm. uh, but not like popular things, right? Like not, I, I write, I've written histories. Okay. Okay. And if I want to get published or you want this podcast to take off, you need to have Twitter followers. And you need to have a big Facebook following. Yeah. And it, Cause it's just, that's the way it, it's done anymore. And it's like, I think about it like as a writer, I don't, I don't want to have to interact with people. Right. <laughs> like I wouldn't mind like being, being a writer and like going and doing book signings and whatnot, you know, but you no, know, the way that the very nature of it is I want to write a book and I want to interact with fans through them reading the book. That's the, that's the mode of interaction. Yeah. But it's like, you can't even get a publisher to, to look at you. You can't get an agent to even consider your manuscript unless like the very first thing in your uh, letter, your, um, you know, your, here's my manuscript and here's why you should read it. Mm-hmm. Unless the very first thing is I have 25,000 Twitter followers. Oh, you know? fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Right. I also uh, apparently have a cat uh, on your shoulder on my shoulder. Yeah. It's hilarious. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's, um, it, it's weird how it's become a standard. Cause now people are, you know, People are interviewing for jobs, for example, and yeah. they're going to look at your social media. They're going to yep. look you up and they're going to see what kind of asshole you are on social media. And then they're going to decide on your social media, whether you should be hired or not, you know, whether your ideals, you know, I actually got a job interview once. Uh, this was after I stopped doing comedy. Mm-hmm. Right? And I, I decided at that point that I didn't want to have like an online persona. Right. And that was very important to me when I was doing stand up. And I did. I had like a fair bit of followers on Twitter and on Facebook, you know. Oh, cool. 
right? So I actually got an interview. I didn't end up getting that job, but I got an interview. Somebody was asking me about like, uh, well, you know, tell me about your, your social media skills or, you know, your, your SEO skills. And I actually gave them the exact opposite of an example as they were looking for. Because I was like, why don't you Google me right now? Google me. Go ahead. Google me. And they were like, I'm, I'm not coming up with anything. I'm like, that's on purpose. <laughs> and, uh, and they were like, really? I'm like, you know, in this day and age, it, it, it takes a certain amount of skill to be completely anonymous on the internet. Yeah. You know, and it, and it, and it, like I was doing the phone interview and that got me like the face to face interview. Oh, nice. Because, because it was like, I, I know this stuff well enough that I can, I can still manage to be anonymous. How about that? Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, that's actually a really good way to answer that. Especially if you're one of these person, one of these people who don't want to have any social media presence or want to keep your social media presence to yourself or to your, yeah. you know, just your immediate family or something like that to a yeah. limited audience. But it is, it is, it is, uh, unfortunate because at one point the social media stuff was fun right it, it was just yeah. me it was just like my social media for a lot for a, while, a little while yeah. there was you know bigfoot found himself a mate and yeah. and we're you know producing chupacabra bigfoot you know people that you know yeah. that was the kind of shit i posted it was just fucking fucking nonsense you know funny shit you know but now it's, it's like, they're going to, they're going to go through your, they're going to go through every yep. bit of it and see if you're a problem. Yep. And I think, I think we, I don't know if we talked about, oh no, we didn't. I, I had mentioned this to a friend. Uh, one of the uh, cast members from the flash show, uh, I believe his name is Hartley Sawyer. Oh yeah. That dude's gone. Mm -hmm. He yep. had, he had put something, I guess he was trying to be funny. Yeah. And, or, but he came off as, you know, he basically came off as an asshole. Um, yeah. There was, he had like a stream of really offensive, you know, yeah. tweets. There was, there was some, some of it was just kind of, you know, eh, like whatever, not funny, but just, you know. Yeah. But then there was, there was like a couple of them that, that were, were like, really, Whoa. yeah, they were yeah. really bad. I'm like, dude, this is not even funny. Yeah. This is, this is not good. This is really bad, yeah. you know? Yeah. And and that got him fired, but it's just like that was like what seven years ago, eight years right. ago. Well, but you know, James Gunn got fired from uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy, right? There's I don't remember what his tweets were, but I do remember but that um, that happening. But I, I mean, it, it, this has happened a lot, and you know, it's look. I don't. I actually don't think. And God forbid anybody were to go hunting, you know, I don't think if you were to go back through like my own social media, if you could, yeah. uh, I don't think that there's anything there that would be like, damn, you know? Yeah. But on the other hand, I'm like a hundred percent sure that there is, you know, there's something there, there, there because be. who knows? Yeah. But you're right. Like it used to be fun. And then it turned into 
this is, and, and not just for celebrities, like it turned into, this is the most important part of yourself. The, your, your social media presence mm-hmm. is the most important part of who you are. And that's just really off-putting, you know? I, because like I'm not, I'm an extroverted person, mm-hmm. but I'm not extroverted in the sense of I need to share everything that I'm doing every moment of the day, you know? I no, I mean I I'm a private guy. I live a very private life, and and you know that's that should be allowed, you know? Yeah, and and I agree. I 100% agree. You should be allowed. Um, some some kind of privacy, right? Right. But at the, at the same time, you can't blame these companies for being worried who they're hiring. Oh no, no, and, no, no! And, I'm and not what, saying that at all. And, and yeah. what they're projecting. But if 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 you have, I want to say the discipline to stay off social media, and you have and and you want to stay off of it, like yeah. you don't want a fucking company to tell you to get on it. I think you should have every right to like, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's actually kind of the point I'm trying to make here. Yeah. And and I'm agreeing with you. Companies should be able to like vet you. And you know, that's the thing. Like if you're stupid enough to be putting horrible idiotic things on your Twitter or on your Facebook or wherever, if you're stupid enough to be doing that and then not putting like, at the very, very least, like setting your privacy settings so that, you know, not everybody can see that. And I mean, that's not even an excuse. Like, just don't be an asshole. How about that? Let's start with that. Just don't be an asshole. <laughs> right. But, but if you're, if you're intent on being an asshole and you're stupid enough not to change your privacy settings so that only the people you choose can, can see that you're an asshole, man, that's on you. Right. You know, but I also think like there is it if you don't want to be on social media, like you were saying, like you, you should have the room to do that. And the thing is, like, that's like not acceptable anymore. Yeah. Like part of every job interview from now on is how good is this person at leveraging their LinkedIn profile? Mm-hmm. You know, how good is this person at? at social sharing, you know, and it just seems like, and I probably sound like an old fart, but like, I, I would, I think I would prefer it if there was at least some kind of cultural value placed on, this is a person who keeps their private stuff private mm-hmm. and we should value that, you know? You're right. You sound like an old fart. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just playing. No, but look, Ugh. but but seriously though, like, I think I think along with what you're saying, there should be a certain amount of uh, forgiveness. You know, like Hartley Sawyer for, and I'm just using Hartley Sawyer as an example. I am, I I I don't know. I don't want to say anything about where I stand with with the shit that he said because I don't. First of all, I don't remember what he said. I, but I do know it was awful, and I and I'm yeah. not the def- I'm not saying I'm not defending him. No, no, no. But 
but in, in, but using Hartley Sawyer as an example, what he said was, is eight years old. Yeah. You know and what I'm people, saying? You have, yeah. I mean. Now, and, and think about where social media was, where Twitter was. Sure. Eight, 10 years ago. Yeah. Eight, eight, eight or 10 years ago, Twitter was, the whole point of Twitter was say some outlandish shit so, yes. that, so that people will notice it. You exactly. Know? That was the whole point of Twitter. Yes. Um, but and, and so he, I totally agree with like there has to be some kind of mode of of forgiveness, right? Yeah. It's it's uh, you like there needs to be I, a time limit, oh, I or something like I feel like there should be there's like a moral imperative there, like uh if you're if what you ultimately want and what we as a society ultimately want is a better society of of people who are more understanding more educated uh more sensitive let's say you know or, or more sensitive to other people you know just a more conscientious society if that's what the end goal is like you you want to raise everybody up there has to be some mode of forgiveness, right? Yeah. Because if somebody, if, if people screw up and, and man, people screw up in some pretty unconscionable ways and they say things that cannot be taken back, that cannot effectively be apologized for. Mm -hmm. They do horrible, horrible things, you know, mm -hmm. but there, there has to be, there has to be some, you have to have forgiveness Otherwise, what happens, then why would these people ever apologize? You know, why, why apologize? Why admit wrongdoing? Why even, even admit like, you know what? I said it and it was wrong. Uh, I'm sorry. And I will try to do better from here on out. And please help me do better. Well, what's the motivation to try to get better if there's not going to be any forgiveness? If there's no there's no like, no, 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 no. You made that tweet or you said that thing. Yeah. And now you're done forever. And it doesn't matter how bad you feel about it. It doesn't matter how effectively and sincerely you apologize for it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if you're trying to make strides and become a better person. None of that matters. Well, then people aren't going to try to be better people, yeah. you know? Well, not only that, but then, then the, the, uh, the motivation is gone too because now you lost everything right and yeah. for some people it might be impossible to get back to where they were sure. you you have just crippled them you didn't just yep. fuck this guy didn't just lose a job you branded this motherfucker oh he lost a career he his, lost a career this guy's career is over yeah. Yeah. Well, possibly. We don't know. Who knows how he how he bounces back. You know, this he, guy's going to be selling insurance in Saskatchewan. You know? Oh, for fuck's sake. Shit. You know. You know, I I mean, I dude fucked up. Right? Yeah. No question about that. But he know? didn't murder somebody, you know? He didn't murder anybody. He didn't rape anybody. I mean, what he said was fucked up, right? And he deserves a fucking a uh, uh, a whooping. Hello? Hey, can you, can you hear? Me? Yeah, I hear you. Can yeah. you hear me? All right. Yep. All right. Cool. Shit. So, so, so the internet. What do we want to do here? What do we want to? Because I, I don't know where we left off, and 
I was talking some nonsense. I was talking some nonsense about fuck. What was I talking about? I don't even know. I don't remember. But yeah, uh, yeah, we got cut off. I think it had something to do with my phone. I think. Yeah, just, I mean, shit. We've been. Uh, we went off what, on a tangent. What did we get off on? Like an hour and thirty-eight minutes in, and then I dropped some stupid shit about work that needed to be that that you're gonna have to go back and edit out yeah and yeah. then we got it off on this tangent about social media and and not being allowed to have a private life and then how there has to be some kind of like mode of forgiveness right yeah and like maybe maybe one of those things being five-year-old tweets or something not being worth right uh this this is gonna this this episode is gonna suck to edit. Uh, it won't be, it won't be that bad. Trust me. This I I wrote down the the times where where shit uh, went bad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it won't be that big deal. It won't be that big of a deal. It, even even with the with the with the internet cutting out and the problem with uh, and having to kind of edit up. Yeah, you'll just seven. have to like edit edit out at a point where like one of us stops talking and then and then you'll just do like so we had some technical difficulties and blah 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 (laughs) um yeah so okay let's i think we said our piece yeah on the social media stuff i think we did but i mean let's i don't know i the this this show kind of got to me in ways that i totally didn't expect it to Alone, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Alone kind of connected with me in ways I didn't expect it to. And there's some some moments in there that are, I don't know if you've seen any of them yet. It's Because it's, I don't remember. But, I mean, there are moments you're watching these people go crazy. They're losing it, you know? Mm. And, I, ha- I am not there exactly, but I am beginning to see some cracks. And, you know, you're going to start seeing some stuff that's really like, like people breaking down in ways that it is, it's actually kind of like heart wrenching. It's like, oh my God, you know, like these, like people are, they're, they break, Mm. they just break. And I mean, you've seen some of it now with some of the people who have dropped off, you know, Mm -hmm. like, like Ray, when Ray you know, he's only on for 19 days, only 19 days, 19, 19 days, days 19 days, making? 19 days without, with almost not eating. Yeah. Can you even imagine, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but like he's, he, he broke, right? Like he kind of was emotional when he went out. Yeah. People and like these people are, they're filming themselves the whole time. And I mean, some of them just have these total breakdowns and then it's, and then they kind of like get up and dust themselves off and mm. keep going, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I, I, I think, I think, um, and, and I, first of all, I, I, I'm, I'm sure at one time I thought that I could probably do something like this. I am, uh-huh. you know, but not too long ago, I realized, oh, no, I can't do this. But now more than ever, I, I'm like, whoa, way too soft. 
Oh, after especially after watching this show, I am way too soft to live out there like that. I, oh I, man, yeah, I, I wouldn't be able to do any of that, even with help. You know what I'm saying? Like, right? Like, like if it was me and a bunch of dummies like me doing that stuff, we would fucking end. <laughs> we would be so fucked. We well, and wouldn't it, that be actually like an awesome if they did like a spinoff series of this, <laughs> where. <laughs> Where it was just like, like alone amateur version, right? Yeah. And it's just they they are not giving away five hundred thousand dollars. Maybe they give away like ten thousand or fifteen thousand dollars, and it's just ten complete schmucks, right? <laughs> like ten people, like you and me, just randomly selected. Has nothing to do with. Are you? Do you have any of these skills? Yeah. No. Just 10 people who it's like, we're going to give you this. Here, Here's what we're going to give you. Mm. We're going to drop you off. See how long you can make it. it and it then was, it'd be like people just drop and like fly. Oh, bro. You know, like you people have- would last like six days. And, and at the end of six days, be like pulling their hair out. Completely insane. Yeah. Like begging, like, thank God you're here. Oh, thank God. They, would, they wouldn't even get to the insane part. They all poisoned themselves. Yeah, before right, before yeah. they get to that, and, and so like it would just be like this incredibly like short term thing. It would be like six, <laughs> five, six days, you know. And, and that's and that's what happens is the person who wins is the one who doesn't poison themselves. Right? <laughs> that's so fucked up. You know that that's a show that can only be done in some place crazy like Japan. You ever <laughs> see those Japanese game shows? Yes. They have, my favorite. Do you remember? Uh, I don't even remember. I, it, it it was Spike TV, but before it was Spike TV, it was some. It was another network, and they had the most extreme elimination challenge. Do you remember this? And that was just it was episodes of Takeshi's Castle. Yeah, and then they overdubbed it with like like English English dub, and the and the dub was just completely wacky. Yeah, yeah, but. Like, do you, do you remember this show? And it's like this just batshit loony balls thing. I don't, like, I, I don't remember the show, but I know what you're talking about because those game shows are infamous. Those yes, game shows are yes. crazy. Yes. And, they, and they do wacky, crazy, sometimes sexual crazy things. And it's just bizarre. Like, you know, let me put it to you this way. Uh, I've been watching um, uh, this show called My Hero Academia, and yep. It, yep. it's okay. So you know the show? I'm 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 well aware of it. Yeah. Okay, so I've been watching this show. I, first of all, I, I'm a big nerd, and I I love these kind of things. Uh-huh. But that that show in particular, I really enjoy. But more than anything, it's the bizarre nature of the bad guys. They are not yes. like the bad guys that we make in the american comics and i think that's why because i love anime right mm-hmm. and uh i mean i haven't been i haven't been in touch with it like the way that i used to be you mm-hmm. know when i was younger i loved anime um I, I i never i didn't get into the manga quite as much but i loved anime and i also loved hong kong cinema you know yeah. And one of the reasons, especially like uh, uh, Stephen Chow, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, 
Like, <laughs> I love those movies. And it's because there is this, in both, so Japanese anime and then Hong Kong cinema, both with their own flavors of weirdness, but they're both like, to our sensibilities, like the, the villains are just batshit, right? Yeah. Whatever their powers are, it's like nothing we would ever imagine over here. Mm-hmm. And, and, and like the, the plot lines and the, the dialogue and the stuff that happens, it's like pe- people don't do that. Yeah, but, yeah. But they do in anime. They do in Hong Kong cinema. And that thing, like that, that stuff resonates with those cultures because those things aren't so batshit and weird in those cultures, right? Yeah, yeah. Or maybe I'm wrong about that. I don't know. But, but like, I, that's one of the reasons I love anime is mm-hmm. because it's just what lunacy. Like yeah. Akira. Akira is awesome. It, Akira is the most, arguably the most important anime of all time. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Arguably the most impactful, culturally impactful. Mm-hmm. And that movie from beginning to end makes no sense. You know, it's, it's crazy. But it's wonderful. It is it, it visually uh, just amazing. Um, it's just the imaginative, the, the, yes. the imagination uh, of these creators, uh, the things they come up with. I mean, here in the United States, just in, in the sheer example of, or just talking about like superhero comics alone, there's a kind of almost template nature to some of these villains. Yeah, it it they, follows they, the algorithm. Right, yeah, you know. Yeah, it, they almost all look the same, right? They're all muscular yeah. yep. or semi-muscular or however, but they they all have a it's rare that you get like something like a Modoc, you know, that is yeah. like a, an egg-shaped person, you know? Right, yeah. You you don't rarely get a character design that looks like that. Um in Japan, it's like they don't give a fuck about the roles. They don't have no. templates. They like there's one villain. He first of all, he's 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 just bizarre, just his character, but he's got he's got hands all over his body. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? How come how come Americans have not thought about making a villain that looks like sure. that? Right. What, you know? Or have you seen uh Demon Slayer? Have you watched Demon Slayer at all? Uh I th- think i have but i i don't remember it's an old one right i think it's old but they may have started making new episodes again Mm -hmm. i don't know for sure but i mean that's another one where like these demons are nobody thinks about this stuff it's or or like spirited away like Mm -hmm. miyazaki and spirited away the spirits the um who it's it's a depth of imagination that I think is, uh, it's just kind of poisoned by the Hollywood. Well, you don't, if, if anything is too far outside of the, the algorithm of, you know, good guy, bad guy, uh, sidekick, henchman, mm-hmm. uh, here, here's the, you know, we're, we're going to follow the hero's journey you know, the circular hero's journey. And, you know, it, it, it fits into the, here's, here's the recipe that we know that's going to make sure that the movie makes, you know, $500 million. Right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And anything that's too far outside of that, 
you just don't get. But but in the world of anime, especially serialized anime, but like anime movies too, it's the opposite. It's like it's successful and it gets made based on who has come up with the most batshit thing that doesn't fit inside any mold. Well, I think... And that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, first of all, the creativity that comes from just like the Japanese manga is, is amazing. But it's a, it's a pretty... If, if, if I'm correct in um, how, I, how I remember it works, it's, it's a pretty cutthroat world, the manga world. So like sure. there are like every... Everybody wants to be a manga artist to a certain extent, right? And so becoming a manga artist in Japan is like becoming a baseball player, right? It takes a lot of skill, so, you know, quite a bit of luck, the right exposure, you know, et cetera, right? And a chance, right? A chance to, to play in the big leagues. Uh, but like, but you, you have to, someone has to scout you. To someone has to find you. Yeah. Somebody has to find you, right? Right. So, um, uh, out there you can make your own comic and if somebody decides your comic works or is interesting enough they'll put it in like for example shonen jump right yeah right and it becomes part of the monthly or weekly or whatever uh serialization serialization for 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 shonen jump in this case and then uh so they have to pop out but they're popping out artwork yeah like crazy right and so it's all black and white, but there's still a lot of artwork that has yeah, to sure. that go into creating these comics, right? So they're they're popping out work, and and they're 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 sending it through Shonen Jump, and it as it begins to gain popularity in Shonen Jump, then they say, oh, this comic works, this storyline, let's make it a comic book. And by the time they decide they're going to make it a comic book, they've already have a few volumes of, like for example, Naruto. Yeah, they got a they got a few volumes. They know it's selling. They know it'll work. They make it a comic. Uh, they make it an anime. Yep. And that's how they that's how they filter out what will make it. Right. If it doesn't make it in the magazine, they're not going to animate. It's not it. going to make it as a series. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So they they just keep popping this stuff out, and they just keep finding these kids. They just want to be artists, mm-hmm. and I think one of the the craziest. Uh, uh, stories for making it as a manga artist was this one guy I th- and I think this is the story but the guy who created uh, One Punch Man okay, he started with scribbles like the dude can't draw uh-huh. he, was, he was literally making like, like just above stick figures that's what he was creating and he was throwing that they're, they look like pen scribbles. Yeah. And he was throwing that shit up on the web. And someone found this shit and thought it was great. And then redrew it following his storyline, redrew it. And then it, from there, it went to anime and it's become this thing, right? But before that, it was, it was literally a guy with no talent. Yeah, right. So a comic book artist with no talent, yeah. but a talent well, for st- for story. A talent for storytelling. Yes. Yeah. He's got the talent for storytelling. Yeah, talent for storytelling. Managed to to create a comic book that not only had a following, but eventually ended up becoming a big deal. Like a, a big you know, deal. Yeah. Yeah. So like, like that I mean, is. How how did we get on here? 
How did we get to manga? I feel like we've strayed. We've strayed again. Okay, so <laughs> we started with alone. And I don't know how we got here. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could sit here and talk manga and anime all damn night. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, but that's what that's why we have other episodes. Yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll have to. You're right. We have to. We'll have to kind of uh, finish up on the loan, and uh, we'll 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 have to make an episode on just manga, or or. Uh, or anime. I I know how we got here because it doesn't matter how we got here. Oh, anyway, how did we get here? How do we get here? Oh, uh, we we were. Uh, I was talking about how wouldn't it be just batshit if they did like a like an amateur version of this show? They just picked like ten random geeks yeah. and dropped them off, and just did the last one who survived. Was the only, the one who didn't poison themselves, and then we. And I and think then, I think then we got off. I like like that sounds like a manga or something. No, no, we 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 started with uh, Japanese game shows. Japanese game shows, and, and then, then that and led to manga, somehow, and that led yeah. to the, that led led to yeah here because the 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 sensibilities or the kind of like the moral compass is a little off right. in some of these other countries. Yeah, and uh, some of the things they do for game shows. But uh, a little, a little off compared to what we're used to. Yes, yeah. yes. I, I don't yes. think we, we're not making value judgments, right? Like, uh, I don't know. Have you seen some of these game shows? <laughs> they're they're, they're uh, pretty yes, I, darn questionable. <laughs> it's not just the you know because there's the funny ones where they're like, oh, climb up this mountain is all covered in oil, you know, like yeah, right or water or whatever, and it's all slick, and you're basically climbing up a mountain of slip and slide. That's hilarious, right? Yeah. But nobody really gets hurt, right? I mean, people <laughs> slide down, might get a bruise or two, but for the most part, there's no, like, I'm scarred, right? There's a couple of these game shows, especially the ones that are kind of, like, sexual in nature, and it's just like, ah, <laughs> you're, 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 you're causing psychological, psychological yeah, damage here, buds. Pushing the <laughs> boundaries. You're pushing and- it. Just like alone, I think you could make the case that this show is causing psychological damage to some of these people who compete. Wait, just watch to the end. Really, I was gonna say because some of this end. is some of this is reversible. Like it's just you're by yourself. Oh sure, you know some but of the some of the shit that I see in some of these foreign game shows. I I guarantee you that especially like the last four people, I guarantee you that they weren't able to just go home and be normal again. I guarantee you that, you know, there was an, there, there was like a period of time where they had to figure it all out again. Jesus Christ. You know, just watch, just watch again, not to veer off topic. So just know that we're veering off topic just a little bit here. This but is good. This episode is going to be like two and a half hours. Long. <laughs> I this just is going to say- be like an episode of Joe Rogan. <laughs> oh, <right? shit. laughs> He's my hero. Leave him alone. <laughs> I want to be Joe Rogan when I grow up. No, um, I want to make Joe Rogan money. That's what I want to do. But who does oh, it? Man, that dude just That'd got a fucking. Nice. That dude just got that fucking podcast yeah. on uh, Spotify for yeah. millions or a million or I don't know how much. Like a billion dollars. He's like so, the billion dollar podcaster. Fucking, fucking awesome. Like how fucking awesome. Him, man. Yeah. I mean, how awesome is that? Jesus Christ. That's amazing. That's crazy. But that's not us. 
Anyway. No, no it is not. <laughs> no. But damn, well, I, I lost that thought that I was going to say. Oh, uh, quarantine. So, like, I wonder what's going to happen to people after this quarantine. Like, how? Oh, yeah. Because I, yeah. I, I, I... Well, and isn't it interesting that I got into this show because I'm being quarantined, right? Mm -hmm. I have no choice but to distance myself from other people. And during that, I managed to find this show about people who get basically quarantined, sent yeah. off, go be alone, right? That's it's true. Interesting. It is. I, and you wonder if Netflix did that on purpose. Oh, I'm sure it happened on purpose. But it's just like... But yeah, we're getting back to uh, it's a one, it's going to be like two years before we're back to anything that's really like normal, you know? Yeah, and it's never going to be the same. I don't think it'll ever be the same. I I'm, think you're probably right. I mean, it, it there's going to be a new there's, there's going to be a new normal, right? It's going to be a, a whole new version of normal, and I think. There, there's a lot of things that are going to change. Like I guarantee you all of our employers right now that, you know, we've been working from home for four months, you know, and I guarantee you a lot of our employers are sitting around thinking, a no, you know, a right away, like we could save a whole lot of money on real estate, you know, yep. You just have people working from home. Yep. And B, uh, also, you, I guarantee you, they're, they've been doing the math. You can tell by looking at the number of people who are unemployed. They've been doing the math on, well, there's a lot of people that we don't actually need. Well, once you don't have the facility. That's going to be the scary thing, right? Mm -hmm. Is because now I, these, I have my own theory and I don't want to go too far down this road because we've been talking a long time already. Right. Mm -hmm. This is a thing I could, I could go on and on and on about this, but we've already reached the point. I mean, decades ago as a society where most of us, our jobs aren't important, you know, like to be honest, I mean, honestly, you stop doing your job tomorrow. I stop doing my job tomorrow literally nothing happens the only thing that changes in the world is that i don't get a paycheck but yeah. nothing stops right nothing nothing essential stops happening because i'm not doing my job well right? at least not and for I the rest the of the population of, right for me for me yeah right for the world at large yeah even even for my company though like think about it, like or for for your company, the company that you work for, the company that I work for, like I stop doing what I'm doing. How many times have you seen this in the past? I've seen this a lot in the past, where somebody gets fired, right? And the stuff that they do, yeah, we just don't do that anymore. Yeah, you know, or or it gets dispersed to other players in the game. But, but, but every time, like, so a handful of things get dispersed to other people and then the rest of it, yeah, we just don't do that anymore, yeah. you know? And I think the majority of us, really, honestly, the majority of us are, are doing jobs that are ultimately inconsequential 
in, into the world at large, right? Mm. We're not, we're not. And I think that's why so many of, of us are depressed or stressed or anxious, or there's, there's, you know, all of these problems that we all have, a lot of it comes down to, there's just not a whole hell of a lot of meaning in what we do every day, mm. you know? And I think that's scarily something that I actually kind of hope we figure out as a result of this COVID-19 situation is that there, there are more people than there are jobs that actually need to be getting done. And so hopefully it'll be like, so we have to kind of rethink how we do everything, right? We have to kind of rethink, um, hey, maybe this, this whole thing isn't working out where, you know, your whole life is based on what kind of job you can get, you know? Yeah. Like we're, we're going to have to, I'm not going to say that we have to rethink capitalism, but I think we might have to rethink the way that we institute capitalism because there's just do the math, man, do the math of all, all these, what, like 40 million people on unemployment, you know, a lot of those jobs aren't going to come back because the companies that those jobs were lost, either the company is gone or the company is going to figure out just like they did in 2008, they're going to figure out we didn't need those people to begin with. Yeah. You know, it's a scary thing to think about, but hopefully it's the kind of thing that kind of triggers a cultural awakening to, we have to rethink this, you know, it's, it, the job that you do can't be the defining factor of, of how you live your life because it's just not sustainable. There are, there are too many people out there well, for, to be gainfully employed. You know what I mean? There's it, just not that many good jobs to be had. Well, and there's a, there's a couple of problems with the way commercialism is working, right? It's, it's like uh, you, they, they, it's based on a system with exponential growth, right? right. There's, there's always supposed to be growth. And yep. in every company that I've ever worked for, they're always like, okay, this year we have this number. Next year, we're going to shoot for this higher number. And I keep yep. thinking, motherfucker, how are we going to keep hitting these numbers? How well, do I've we been... keep? And, and then on top of that, yeah. it's like, even worse, we hit those numbers. Yeah. And so it just gives the employer, or not employer, but the company, the entity even, because it's almost like taking a life of its own, to say, all right, since we hit this number last year, let's go a little bit higher, right? Right. And, yeah. and, and all kinds of shit is tied into that number, right. that new number that you got to hit. Yeah. It's, 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 your, it's, your, it's your promotion. It's yeah. your whether you keep your job. It's all kinds of shit, right? Yep. Uh, whether your employees... Are, are worth keeping all these things, all these things are hinge are, are, are connected to right. you reaching this new goal and everybody, every company is doing this. Yeah. How, and in my head, I'm thinking, well, isn't there a limit to how much money there is? Like you just don't that's, keep making. You can't ask that question. Cause that's the big, ugly secret. Money isn't real. Yeah, I know. Right. Money, yeah. money is imaginary. 
Well, it doesn't, yeah, there's no, it's not based on gold anymore, right? Right. If, if everybody who had any kind of money in a bank account went to collect that in cash tomorrow, there, there isn't even enough cash, there isn't enough paper yeah. to print the money. Like, correct. It doesn't, it's, it doesn't it's exist. imaginary. And so like, there's something to be said for all of this growth is also imaginary. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's this fantasy and it's the way that we all define our lives is how much money do I have in the bank? How much do I have saved for retirement? How much is my mortgage payment? How much am I earning? You know, it defines how we live our lives. And, uh, so it's just this system that we've got. It's such a dog eat dog system. And it's, it's, Everything is based on com competition, whether you as an individual realize it or not, you know, whether you get promoted at your job uh, is based, whether you want to look at it this way or not, whether there's a different way to explain it or not, it, it ultimately is based on, is there somebody else who's not getting promoted? Are you doing a better job than somebody else so that you get the promotion, so that you get your raise? So that, you know, whatever it is, you know, you're, you're forced into competition and that's, and, and we, we like embrace that as if that's not only is it the best way to be, it's the only way to be. And it's like, well, that's not sustainable. You know, yeah. you can't, you just, it, it can't all be based on competition and, um, and I, I, I agree. I mean, there's no, there's no way that we can continue this growth. And, and it's so, it's just for the human existence. People, people need something. People really do. Like people really need a meaning. Purpose. Meaning. Purpose. Yes. Yeah. It's, 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 an, it's, it's been the question that the human race has asked, has asked itself since, you know, it started, started having the ability to think it's just like why am i here right what am i here what am i here to do and it's it, it, and so many of us anymore are just here to do whatever the company needs you to do in that yeah. moment and there are cultures who embrace that like sure for example japan like we were well, just speaking japan embraces being you know a servant of the company yeah and we you know we culturally embrace that too clearly that's the our whole system right yeah. is there's you're a company man you know but more and more you know where where's where's the evidence that the company is going to be loyal to you you know where's you know what i mean yeah i don't know uh i i don't i don't want to expound on this like ad nauseum but it it's just i hope that that's an outcome of this COVID-19 situation is that, that it is a wake up call, not just for man, our healthcare system is messed up mm -hmm. or our, or for, you know, not just the COVID-19 situation, the black lives matter uh, situation, you know, mm -hmm. I hope it's a, there is a cultural awakening to, we can't keep doing things the way that we're doing them because all of these systems that we have and we're watching them fall apart in front of our eyes, you know, 
Yeah. We're watching them fail. And, and yeah. it's scary because every, what we're trying to do so hard is to prop up these things that we're watching fail as opposed to trying to fix them. And it's like, you have kids. I have a stepson. I'm worried about what's the world that they're going to inherit, right? Mm. You know? Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to worry about my retirement. I'm trying to worry about my own financial security. But I'm really worried about are, are we going to be able to hand them a more prosperous world than we had? And it's scary because I don't think the answer is yes. The answer, like our parents didn't, I, I don't know about you. I'm not more prosperous than my parents mm. and I have worked hard. You know, I, I put myself through college, you know, I have, I have worked hard at jobs to get And, you know, I struck out on my own. I wrote books. I did stand up. Now I'm back in the corporate world. You know, mm -hmm. I've worked hard. And I make a good living, but I am nowhere near the level of prosperity that my parents were able to achieve in their lives. And I think for people of our generation, that's actually more normal than not, you know? Uh, and, and what I want is to hand a more prosperous world to your kids and my kid, you know, that's what I want. And I feel like that's what all parents probably at least tell themselves that they want is they want to create a better world for their kids. Yeah. And it scares me that we're not doing that. And it scares me that the prior, our prior generation seems to have somewhere got lost along the way in doing that, 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 that they, really started being a lot more concerned about their own prosperity and stopped giving a shit of any kind about the prosperity of their kids and their grandkids. It's, it's, um, I, I just today, I, I, not to keep talking about Rogan, but Rogan, I, I, I just saw, um, Barbara freeze. I believe her name is on the Joe Rogan podcast today. And she spoke on this very same subject that we're talking about, and the 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 and that that greed that let's let's sell now. There there was a there was a phrase she used. I can't remember what she used, but basically, it's something they kind of recited every time they sold something they knew they wouldn't be uh, that wouldn't have kind of like a longevity. So they would sell, for example, these. Oh, engineered, uh, engin it's like engineered obsolescence. No, that's not the phrase they used. It was like a stock market phrase. And oh, they, okay. they, but I mean, it means that. It means, it means I'm going to sell this and uh, let's see what happens. You know, like, I don't know. I'm not going to be around for when, when it fails. When yeah. it fails. So who cares? Like, like let's make money now and they, you know, I'll be gone when that's, yeah. when, that, when that goes bad. And that is the mentality of not only the stock market, but also the, the, the mortgage market, you know, yeah. everything. And, and I think it's kind of permeated a lot of these things, a lot of these companies, like the oil, you know, um, industry, and, and along with all these other things that are killing our planet, uh, 
ruining the middle class, et cetera. Yeah. Because it's, it's this mentality that let's get, let's grab and go. Like let's, yeah. let's sell this now. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to be here when this, when this goes bad, but they're not even there. It's like incredibly fucking selfish and short-sighted yeah. because they're not thinking about, well, what about my kid? You know, like they're, they're not right. even thinking that about whether there's going to be a planet here. Right. And, and, and that's the part that just drives me fucking crazy because it's, it's an everything. It's an yeah. everything. They don't care about what's going to happen to the future. They just want to grab and, that dollar now. And these things are becoming like cultural maxims, right? Like how many times, uh, like just live in your life on a daily basis. Like you, you basically ask yourself a million times a day, well, is this a good business decision? Well, who gives a fuck if it's a good business decision? Is it a good life decision? No, no. The first thing, I don't know, again, I can only speak for me, but it's like, it's almost like, like reflex action anymore. Like, does this make good financial sense? Am I making, you know, even like buying groceries, you know, right? Like it's, and that, like, why, why do we put so much value in that? It's really disturbing. And it makes me want to go and live out in a, hut in the middle of the Canadian wilderness <laughs> and see how long I can survive. You know, if, if you can manage to get out there without any debt and, and, and live out there you, debt free, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Debt free. I don't even think, I don't even think you're allowed to live on the land. I think there's, I, I think cause I no, mean, you can't homestead anymore. Well, what, what does homestead mean exactly? So like homesteading, you used to be able to, uh, I think it ended, at least in the U.S., it ended in like 1986, but there was the Homestead Act that was, I mean, it was passed way back in the, uh, the 19th century. And the whole idea was to encourage people to go out west and settle the rest of the continent, right? And so you used to be able to like go out find a piece of land. And as long as nobody else owned that land, you could say, this is mine now. <laughs> and all you had to do was build your shelter, your permanent shelter there. Uh -huh. And you know, legally it was yours. Yeah. You could do that up through like 1986, I think. Well, let me put it to you this way. Like you can own a piece of property. Like let's say you own just land. Yep. You're in some States, you're not allowed to just live on that land. You need to have, yep plumbing yeah. or whatever fucking nonsense yeah, it, that hit it all depends on like zoning laws and regulations and mm -hmm. you know how the land was zoned before you bought it yeah. you know and and, yeah. and once it's zoned it's really difficult to change that zoning you know what i'm saying yeah i mean yes and no yes and like, no yeah like it depends on where you're at some places it's it's you got to get like an act of congress and some places places it's like you go to the county assessor's office and pay a hundred dollar fee and it's rezoned. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. So, my, my parents had to uh, like when my, my parents bought a store or bought a, a like a, uh, a four apartment building. It was like a, uh -huh. it was like, like a, a two, four flat. It was like a two flat, but it was split up in four pieces. Okay. All right. So um, anyway, they, they rebuilt the first floor and turned it all into a store, right? 
as they were building that part of the store, they had to rezone because mm -hmm. they're in the city of Chicago. They had to rezone that store. It mm -hmm. took them like a year and a half. Sure. To get that shit fucking rezoned. Well, welcome to Chicago, man. Like, uh, I'll, I'll tell you, I was born in Chicago. I was raised in Chicago. You know, we, we moved out of the city into the suburbs when I was a teenager. Uh, I have spent so much of my life in Chicago and I love, it's a wonderful city. It's a beautiful city. Mm -hmm. And one of the greatest cities on earth, but it's a city that absolutely hates the people that live there. <laughs> the city just, the city hates you. It doesn't want you to live there. It makes it as difficult as possible for you to live there. Mm -hmm. uh, and you know, uh, that's why I don't live there. You know, it's, it's, I don't, I don't want to say that it, it hates, it hates uh, the people. It, it's just one of those things where it's like, it kind of, it, it, it's, it, it's like a, like a company. It grew a mind of its own and it has, it has a, 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 a well, yeah, it's not operating on the principles of governance anymore. It's operating on the principles of revenue. Well, yeah. And it's hungry and it wants to eat and, and, it, and it's never, ever going to not be hungry. Exactly. And the more, and the more you feed it, the more yep. they think, well, how much more can we get? Yep. Because within it, you have, you know, directors yep. and vice presidents and all these people yep. who, who want to pick who want a paycheck. Yep. Right. I mean, just like we yep. all do. And, and, every, and it all costs money. And, and so they, and they want that raise and they want that money and they just, they want more staff and it right? just, and every time you give them a dollar, they think, well, that was easy. How do we get two? Yeah. And then they, then you give them $2 and they figure out, well, how do we get four? You know, well, um, think about it this way. Like why the fuck do fucking tow trucks get to tow a car in the beginning of what is it winter like in the beginning of the fall and stuff yeah yeah like there may not even be snow on the fucking ground right but yeah. they can still tow your fucking they can just yeah yeah tow your car and, and the and, only re and those tow trucks are private right they they tow your car because they know that the city's going to pay them a hundred bucks for towing that car well you whether they towed pay. it whether they towed it appropriately or not yeah you know and what a son of a bitch it is to go in that day because like when they when if you for, if you do not pay attention and yeah. you're one of the, like the 200 people whose car gets towed that day and you show up at whatever fucking you know uh tow truck uh company yep to get your car mm -hmm. it is a shit show yeah. there is a bunch of people sitting there and the fucking cold yeah. waiting to get their fucking car yeah. and all you can do is sit there and think what a fucking scam. Yeah, absolutely. And have you ever noticed, have you ever noticed how those, it's never in a neighborhood that's safe, you know? It, they, they, they never tow your car. Your car is never towed somewhere that you feel like, I, I am okay here. I don't have to get out of here as fast as humanly possible. No, yeah. no. It's always somewhere where it's like, you you feel exposed and you all you want to do is get your car and get out of there and so by the and, and so and they make it it is a shit show and they make it like as difficult as possible so that you know by the time it's your time to get your car you're just like 
how much how much can i can i write you a check for my life savings please yeah. just, just give me my car back just you know? give me my car yeah and it's like some did you see what i'm saying it's just like someone said it's okay to take your car yeah yeah the city said safe. the city told these people not only did the city tell them it's okay to take somebody's car we encourage you to take as many of them as possible. And the more of them that you get, the more money you're going to make. Of course. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. We, 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 let's, let's, we, let's wrap it up, man. Yeah. Let's, let's do that. Up. Yeah. There's this show. This show became the, the two old guys fucking yeah. griping over shit. Yeah. Get I, off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to change the name of the show. The, the get off my lawn show. The get off my lawn show. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we got to we got to save some of this energy for future podcasts. There you go. <laughs> Can't burn it all on this one episode. <laughs> yeah, you spread the 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 get off my lawn juice yeah. to the other episodes. Yeah, you should make some t-shirts, put them in the shop. Get off my lawn. Ooh, I should make the get off my lawn shirt. <laughs> there you go. Like, yeah, well, you could sell it right next to the be kind shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Which I'm making, by the way. Yeah, I'm going to make yeah. the Be Kind shirt and the Get Off My Lawn shirt and put them right next to them, right next to each other on the sh in, in the fucking... I should show you the Be Kind shirt. Here, hold on a second. Yeah, I'll yeah, show it to you. Let me see it. Oh, shit. That's actually a pretty That's good it. job. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like, like a scribble. Like no, I I made like a stencil and spray painted it. That's actually not bad. I thought I I, I actually really thought it kind of looks cool, you know. Well, I thought like the picture I had in my head was like fucking like in sharpie marker. Yeah, yeah, like fucking Dan with a fucking with a crayon, fucking sitting there, you yeah, know, scribbling away on the shirt. Like, like as it as if I had grabbed the pen in my hand, like a. Like like the apes that they teach to draw stuff, you know, <laughs> and just like oh, be kind. Yeah, no, that is actually a really good shirt. I'm I'm impressed. Wait, didn't you put something on the back? Let me see in the back. Oh, it just says be kind on the back. Oh, it says be kind on the back as well. Okay, I like it. Oh, it's a polo. <laughs> it had a stain on it. It was convenient. <laughs> <laughs> Well, all right. So let's call it quits. Um, yeah. This is Egro Traves with Not My Cousin Dan. <laughs> I guess that's your name now. My, not My Cousin Dan. I'm fine with that. There's, there's Cousin Dan and Not My Cousin Dan. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. The music. Everyday Hustle by Matt Large can be found over at Epidemic Sound. If you want to support the podcast, head on over to shop.theflowrollpodcast.com. Again, that's shop.theflowrollpodcast.com. We had fun. I hope you guys had fun too. See you next time.